You are listening to Defining Moments Podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Wong Lam, your host of Defining Moments Podcast. Thank you for listening in and showing your love and support to our show. A defining moment is a moment you define or the moment defines you. The world needs to hear about your defining moment. We learn from it. We draw inspiration from it. We cry with you. We laugh with you. We celebrate you. This podcast is your platform to capture and share your story, a story that will build bonds within your family as well as your community. When you share stories, we all gain a better appreciation for the unique people around us that we would not normally converse with. When was the last time you had a meaningful conversation with your neighbor, said hi to a total stranger, or even hugged a friend? Be interested in others. Be a good listener. Have that deep, meaningful conversation. Join the conversation. I'd like to acknowledge my beautiful wife, Margie, for her amazing work on this podcast. And to the guests that's taken their time and showed courage to come onto this podcast to share their story with you. This is episode number 23 with Julia Shoemate, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu mixed martial arts fighter. Julia's love for her family, friends, faith is beautiful. Her love for her husband and pets are undeniable. Julia is a rare double pro. She has a professional job at Chesapeake Energy as a geological technician that she absolutely loves, and she's an MMA fighter. Why did Julia get into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? What are some of Julia's morning habits? What does Hebrews 6, 10-12 mean to Julia, and why? Julia, I am very grateful for you and the time you took out of your day to join me on this podcast. Your journey is one of inspiration, determination, and just plain hard work. Enjoy your journey with Mr. Caveman and life. You inspire us. Julia Shoemate once said, I may not always win, but I have the mentality that I can succeed in everything that I do. What is Julia's mentality? What happened to Julia during the Thanksgiving holiday of 2016? What does the date of August 25th, 2018 mean to Julia? Are you ready for this episode? Let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Margie Lamb, health coach and founder of Healthy and Hustling. Are you fed up with the dieting and the seemingly contradictory health advice out there? Do you want to feel great in your body and accomplish your goals in a way that's empowering and not overwhelming? For me, the answer was an easy yes. Five years ago, I was pushing 200 pounds. I worked out twice a day and counted my calories. I didn't really see a movement on the scale nor my body type. So I decided to check my ego and call up a health coach. Margie, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, works with each client as a guide and mentor to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that will help you reach your health goals. She offers free one-hour initial consultations. To learn more, visit her website, www.healthyandhustlin.com. That's www.healthyandhustlin.com. And hustling, spelled out H U S T L I N dot com. Have you ever scrambled with thoughts on how you were going to entertain your guest at your big event or a big event that you were hosting? Why not treat your amazing guest with live music? Allow me to personally recommend to you a saxophonist that's guaranteed to bring his best every time he performs. Verl Tolbert is his name. His body language, his enthusiasm, his smile will tell you his story. Verl played at my wedding and he was also a guest on this podcast, episode number four. A natural entertainer and talented musician, Verl T, the perfect choice for all events and special occasions. Playing smooth jazz, R&B, neo-soul, blues, pop, and gospel music are his passion. Saxophonist Verl Tolbert is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has been playing saxophone for over 15 years. Verl T plays alto, soprano saxophone, electric wind instrument, also known as the Iwi, with a heavy dose of soul. 
allow Verl Tea to help make your event something super special. For booking information, navigate to verltea.com. That's Verl spelled V-E-A-R-L, the letter T dot com. Today's special guest is Julia Shoemate. Welcome to the podcast, Julia. Hi, thanks for having me. You also have a fighting name, right? Yes. And you go by your mating name. Would you like to? Uh, so the... Julia, the Raging Panda Avila. Yeah. Speaking of Raging Panda, what what's with a panda? I see <laughs> bumper stickers on your car. I see your Instagram posts. Pandas everywhere. Got panda, etc. I just love pandas. Yeah. I've always loved pandas um, for... Gosh, since I can remember, um, uh-huh. for my 21st birthday, my friend actually donated to the World Wildlife Foundation Yeah. Um, on my behalf, and they gave me a little panda, and that's why <laughs> they did that. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so my friend, um, who's now my manager, he goes, hey, I know you really like pandas. Let's 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 play that up. Let's call you the raging panda. I'm like, all right, I'm nice. I am on board. Yeah. I so like that. It just stuck. Very good. Cute and cuddly, but don't mess with my bamboo. <laughs> I mean, true story. Okay. We'll get to that here in a little bit too. So I'm going to jump right into this. My first question to you is we do our own research. We don't have a research team. And so I trolled your Instagram all the way back to 2015. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. And I saw this post and I was really reading. It. I was like, man, I, I like this post. So the post reads, I want to inspire people. I want someone to look at me and say, because of you, I didn't give up. How do you inspire people? Well, um, I inspire people by not giving up. So that's what motivates me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this positive feedback lo- loop where uh, I inspire them. They tell me and they inspire me. And so it's this perpetual just monster now um, where I love it when I open up my Instagram or I open up my any social media platform and they go, hey, check out what I did. I saw you did this, so I wanted to try it out. Or because or you do this so often, it gave me the courage to just jump out there and start moving and start Mm -hmm. really living my life because, you know, being sedentary, um, there's moments for it. Yeah. But I, I think just being out in the world and being in what God created is really the point of life yeah. is to celebrate it. So um, that's what motivates me to motivate other people. So <laughs> it's this vicious cycle of yeah. positivity and motivation. And I know that sounds a little like inflated, but it's it's true. It's honest. It's me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. And. I get that vibe being around you and I get that vibe from speaking to other people around campus that we have common friends, won't name all their names. However, <laughs> that's what they say. Is I told them I was doing a podcast with you and they're like, oh my gosh, she's so positive. She's so awesome. She's so enthusiastic <laughs> and all these great things. And so what you posted really, it sticks. It's, it's so true. And I definitely appreciate you know, your positive attitude all the time, which is going to lead to my next thing is I, I remember during the summer, you sent an email out to several of us and you're like, Hey, why don't you come train with me, etc." And I thought to myself, well, all right, I'm going to train with the champion today. <laughs> and here's what I loved about it. You got up there. You said, this is what we're going to do. This is how long it's going to take. This is how hard you're going to work. And we got after it for, I think it's like 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because there is no fluff time in there. It's like, we're, we're getting this thing done. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's actually how I approach everything in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I like things to be laid out and um, I I don't like surprises. Uh, <laughs> it's actually the worst thing in the world. Do, do not surprise me. Okay. <laughs> Ever. My husband tried doing that once, like hiding behind a door and I punched him in the face. Mm. He's never done it again. Mm. But um, I that's how I approach my, my training is very systemic. Um, there's so many things that we can't control in life. And, um, even within, you know, say a boxing round or whatever, like there are so many things that you can't control that maybe I can control some parameters. So like whether it be a project that I'm working on or a workout that we're going to do, like it's going to be laid out. It's 
you know, we're not going to go extra. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I noticed that with your food too, you like to pack mm-hmm. your food and it's a carton and it's like four little sections and you got all these packs. I saw this on Instagram. That's why yep. I know. <laughs> it's everything's weighed out. Everything's measured. Um, when I introduce variability, I introduce the possibility of uh, failing. Mm-hmm. And um, I really, I don't want to fail because I want to be positive. And even if I do fail, I, I can come out um, saying, this is what I did. I'm going to change it next time. Like I always try to turn a positive spin on things, but mm-hmm. um, I I just want to be a good role model for people. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I didn't have one yeah. growing up. So uh, yeah, everything's pretty calculated. Everything's uh, weighed out, measured. Yeah, <laughs> laid no, out. that makes sense. Yeah. What if, uh, what's something that you failed at? Oh gosh, I fail all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I didn't get to where I'm at without failing. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I go into training, I put myself in positions where I do fail. So like, I get armbarred, I get choked, um, I get punched. A lot, mm-hmm. but I do that now. So when it comes time for when it comes to showtime, I won't fail because yeah. I've seen it before. I know how to deal with this. Um, I know how to deal with pressure because I have failed under pressure so many times. Um, let's see. So I was weightlifting the other day, and it was it was really heavy. I'm 150 pounds right now. Um, I was squatting 260. Uh, for sets of, uh, or three sets of five. Right? Wow. And, um, I got under it. I ra- I, I hit it. I racked it. And then I sat on the ground and I cried. And I'm like, it's so hard. It's so heavy. And my husband looked at me and he's my strength training coach. Yeah. And he's like, well, in two days, you're going to go up 10 pounds. So you better get over it. And I'm like, oh, and when you get under that bar and you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail, then you are going to fail. Yeah. But that's okay because I know that it's just going to get harder, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I fail now and I fail a lot so I can get better. Yeah. And so I know how to succeed. I love that. That's awesome. And that's awesome that your husband is your strength coach. Oh, gosh. It was a lot of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of crying on my part because... um. For me, sometimes it's difficult to separate um, the husband role and the coach role. Yeah. So this is the man that I'm so, I'm allowed to be vulnerable with. I'm allowed to cry and use him as my shoulder. And he's like, uh, no, you you need to go finish your set. You need to do this. You need to hit your weight. You need to hit depth. You yeah. need to punch harder. Do this, do that. Oh, gosh. So for me, it gets a little difficult. But um, he's he's my everything he's my rock he's my better half so um he uh he really helps me get through things that's awesome i can tell by the instagram post and i can just definitely tell by the way you're looking and smiling when you talk about him that's fantastic he's my boo (laughs) (laughs) speaking of boo my wife she's the same way i work out with her yeah so she played soccer for a while yeah yeah she played at uh well, she played competitively and she went to Denver, you know, University of Denver. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I listened she, to um, her her podcast yeah. when you interviewed her. Yeah. That was awesome. That was a while ago. <laughs> that was, was a while before ago. you were married. Yeah. That was yeah. that was a really, really good show. I really liked that. I appreciate Hearing that. your dynamic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. She's helped me a lot with um, just making me actually a better person and struggling with you know weight loss and trying to be fit more physically and then more importantly mentally mm-hmm. so she's got gluten sensitivity so i went off of gluten went off of sugar i feel you, know? you. yeah I, I am right there with you i have i'm very gluten sensitive oh yeah 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 so it's like man i married my health coach <laughs> <laughs> yeah. awesome. i know I, I love it so Going back to something you once said in one of your posts, and this one's really good. I may not always win, but I have the mentality that I can succeed in everything that I do. So what do you mean mentality? And then describe your own mentality. Um, okay. So um, you did briefly say it, and I, I don't want to skip over this, and I will address your question, but um, 
you said that your uh, your wife is your health coach and your mental health coach. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that's severely overlooked with athletes. Um, people think, especially MMA, um, people think that because I can take a hit that I'm okay. You know, sometimes I'm not. Like, I have emotions, and I think mental health is a huge aspect of the game. Um, uh, like I said earlier, if I tell myself that I'm going to fail, then I am going to fail. So mm -hmm. I have to go in with, um, I think, really, it, it's more like 75-25, where I'm 75% prepared mentally yeah. to, to win. And, you know, th the rest will come. My body will come. It's, um, it will be prepared simply because that's, that's what I'm trained to do. But the mental health aspect is just, I think, something that's severely overlooked. So that being said, um, I have to, my mental preparedness, uh, I, I, I told you, I, I cry a lot with my husband mm -hmm. because I do doubt myself and yeah. I do get scared and I do get nervous. Um, I'm just not allowed to show it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I have to constantly remind myself and I do it mostly, I think it's because of the hunger, but <laughs> <laughs> during cut week, uh, there's a lot of doubt and then all of a sudden there's a switch uh -huh. and i'm i i do a lot of praying i do a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with god and um i remind myself why i do this and i i have to prepare myself more mentally than i do physically mm -hmm. um so you have to be on it you you yeah. have to be on it you have yeah. to love what you do and do what you love and um i think because i'm so overwhelmingly positive yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. that helps out a lot oh for sure but um you know we I, I am human i do beat myself up but i uh i never i'm never aggressive like people yeah. have this common misconception that fighters are aggressive and angry and just vicious people and i i think a lot of the personas that people play they are but i mean most of us are pretty nice mm -hmm. like yeah <laughs> i would give the shirt off my back to anyone that asked for it if they yeah. needed it you know what i mean for sure um i don't know i i think uh just my mental state is positive overwhelmingly positive like aggressively positive i guess i am aggressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah aggressively positive and um and just uh happy yeah i don't i don't go in you know, with a angry state of mind. I don't yeah. think that accomplishes anything. Yeah. You talk about being one-on-one -on -one with God. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 6, 10 through 12. How do you relate to that? Um, so I read it and it resonated with me mm -hmm. a lot. Um, you mentioned it the other day and uh, I said it was going to be my life statement. Yeah. Like this is my, this is how I want to live my life. Uh -huh. Um, so I want to read it verbatim so I don't get it wrong. So Hebrews 6, 10 through 12, the new international version, uh, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. I mean, this is exactly how I want to live my life. I want to celebrate God and thank him for the the perseverance that he's that he's instilled in me mm -hmm. and um for all of the trials that I've gone through to help me become the person that I am. So, um don't be lazy. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I want to listen to him and take the path that he has set out for me. I don't want to be in this fight game, you know, when I'm 50 and yeah. I'm crippled. We don't want you in that fight game either. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I want to do what I'm put on this earth to do. Um, and I think that is to inspire on a big stage. Yeah. Um, and so I think this this really speaks to me. Yeah. And and I love it. And I think it's a great, great verse. Um yeah. It's my mission statement in life. I love it. 
Yeah. What I about do too. scriptures that you you say you wrote scriptures and Yeah. Psalms 144 yeah. uh 1. Yeah. May the Lord my rock strengthen my fist through um for battle and my fingers for warfare. Um I think it's very applicable to MMA and getting me prepared and really like hyping me up like Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do this. <laughs> God is going to be on my side and Right? All of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um I think now that I as Again, like as I've grown up and as I've really come to understand my purpose right now at this point in my life, I think the Hebrew six verse uh, is definitely more applicable. Yeah, I like it. Speaking of mentality and inspiration, I'm going to rewind this clock back maybe an hour ago because I had a meeting with a few of my colleagues here. Mm-hmm. And they was like, hey, so they went around the table. Hey, Wong, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, well, I'm recording a podcast with uh, Julia and a couple of the guys were like, Julia, like MMA? <laughs> I was like, yeah. They're like, dude, she is an outdoor warrior, man. And she probably killed everyone out there. And so their mentality was like, oh, man, she's so strong and so good. And then the inspiration was how fit you are and were in the summer to go through everything. And all these guys are like, oh, man. <laughs> Mine's for, I just don't want to get lapped. <laughs> <laughs> so you do inspire, right? I, well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really, it's cool to hear that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know a lot of people won't admit to it, especially if they're guys. They're like, I just don't want to get lapped up by you. Or I don't know. I, I, I think it's cool. I think friendly competition is is healthy. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I just that's why I like group classes and I invited yeah. people to work out yeah. with me because I yeah. think I think it's fun and I yep. I'm a sucker for a team. Um again, I didn't have that growing up. I had never had support being in sports, so um I crave it. I mm-hmm. I crave to be a part of something bigger than myself. Yeah. Yeah. How does yeah. that translate to your professional life at work? I'm a part of a team. I yeah. um I play a service role. I actually so I have my degree in geology mm-hmm. um and I started my masters, but I decided that I didn't want to be a company geologist. I I want to help the geologists make the decisions. So um by uh by education I am technically a geologist, mm-hmm. but uh I don't work as a geologist. I work with the data. I yeah make maps and stuff and so that kind of directly correlates with kind of that whole team mentality like i like to be a a cog in the machine Mm -hmm. i don't want to be the machine i just want to support i want to help people yeah um and i want things to come to fruition yeah so uh that's my role in my professional career and we you know we do a lot of uh team collaborations and a lot of team projects yeah so that's kind of cool. That's really awesome because being a team player, you've got to be able to inspire your mates. And yes. You got to pick them up. They got to pick you up. And being a cog of a huge, well-oiled machine is super important. Without that cog or two cogs, it's, the machine's not going to work. Yeah. What uh, What is it they call it? They There's a term for this. Um, a servant leader. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, I. I've heard that, you know, in a lot of speeches and mm-hmm. um, coaches say that a lot. And again, I don't think till recently in my adult life have I really grasped what that means. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Speaking of women and men and men are like, oh, I don't want to lose to a female. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, my wife, she's super strong and super fast. And. If we were to go out there and run three miles, she'd smoke me all day long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can maybe beat her in a hundred yard sprint. <laughs> but if we go longer than a mile, it's, it's Dunsky. Yep. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to say, man, my wife is stronger or faster or smarter. You know, I'm not afraid to say that at all. I'm not afraid to sit across the table and tell you right now, Julie, that you could whoop my tail. <laughs> and that's, you know, I'm, I'm into it. So we're not going to get to that point. Yeah. I'm just letting you know that I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah. That's awesome. She, uh, I think that's really cool. To, free whooping. Yeah. And to be able to support that and go, honey, I'm going to be there at the finish line. Yep. I'm going to cheer you in. Yeah. And I think, I think that's so great. Um, yep. Again, I like 
growing up, I didn't have that. So to be able to see that and to to see that it's so widely accepted is so amazing to me, mm-hmm. um, especially with spouses. You know, there's you hear of people putting each other down or like, I don't want you to get too manly for the women. Or, yeah. And it's just it's super, super cool to to be able to share that. Yeah, for sure. And she ran that 26 mile whatever marathon yeah. in Arizona. And I was like, oh, my God. It was Did like, she do the rock and roll? Um, I think so. Was there like a band at every like mile? Or oh, something then like no. That? No. No. It was pretty big, but I don't know which it was. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to run because it never rains. And dude, right off the bat, it rained and it poured. No yeah. way. Yep. Oh, my God. And so I was running around trying to find her. I mean, I found her and tracked her. But then, yeah. But being at the finish line and seeing her run into it and crossing that line, I was like, I got chills. I was like, this is so legit. Because you watch this mm-hmm. person train. And we're going to get to your training here in a little bit. They talk about running in 20-degree weather out at Lake Hefner. I guarantee you've experienced that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know exactly. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I understand that. And I live that in. I'll tell you what after and I think I'm a very emotional person Mm -hmm. so like winning an event winning a match um finishing a race like even thinking about it gets me like choked up because Mm -hmm. I I think it's and and just thinking of other people doing it it's just it's such a rewarding and gratifying feeling like Mm -hmm. I did this yeah this is great this is this is awesome. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm literally getting chills just from hearing this and hearing the excitement in your voice about this. This is amazing. Yeah, it, it you know, it's the reason I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, speaking of emotions, November of 2016, Thanksgiving. November of, two, oh, I got married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thinking to myself and I ran so much that day um we did a destination wedding okay and um it was kind of all thrown together Mm -hmm. within a month Mm -hmm. I ordered my wedding dress off Amazon got that prime (laughs) (laughs) it fit like a glove and um it was a potluck wedding okay so um everyone brought a dish it was on Thanksgiving day and it was pretty small, but it was just his family and my family. Um, and we kept it kind of kind of small. And uh, I ran so much that day because I was so nervous. Yeah. And I was training for a fight. And I'm like, but it's just one day. I can have a couple <laughs> drinks. I have to. I have to have my cake. <laughs> it's my wedding day. And so, um, oh, boy, I would run six miles in the very southern point of the Sierras. So it was still hilly. Yeah. And it was a little chilly, but there was no snow. Um, I ran six miles, then I got stung by a bee. So I ran another five miles. And then I came back and I had a couple drinks and I'm like, oh no, I have to go write my my vows. <laughs> so I'm gonna go run another four. And I think by the end of the day, um I had ran and I I got married in my Fitbit. (laughs) (laughs) I had run at least 30 miles that day. Like, cumulatively, I had that many steps. Oh, my goodness. It'd be interesting uh, to go back and track your heartbeat as you were saying I do and your runs and everything. Yeah. I kind of want to look back now. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you should look at some stats and we can throw it in the podcast later before we release it. Oh, gosh. So, Mr. Caveman and Mrs. Caveman, how, yeah. what's what's up with the caveman? Because that's not your last name. No, no. Okay. Um, he is strong. Okay. He is very strong. And um, he used to have this huge, beautiful beard um, that he had to get rid of when he got back in the military. So, um, I just called him my, my caveman. Ah, okay. <laughs> and when we first started uh, so i started jujitsu before him mm-hmm. um and it took him four months i i go look it's when we first started dating i, I said look this is what i do um if you want to spend any time with me you have to start rolling it's mm-hmm. like okay whatever 
So four months into it, he started doing jujitsu and um, there were times when he didn't know what to do, but he's so much stronger and bigger than I am mm-hmm. that he would just throw me over his shoulders and wow. caveman out of there. <laughs> Man, I got to meet this guy. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he looks pretty average, but he's very strong. Yeah. And like I said, he's my strength and conditioning coach because we work out together. Yeah. We have his and her squat rags. It's and, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. So tell him thank you for his service to our great country and his bravery that's awesome thank you i I love it oh yeah for sure so you already gave it away you're an mma fighter yes right you're a wife you train you got professional job you do a lot of different things Um, what are your morning habits and what's something that you have to do that's non-negotiable you have to do it every morning um i have to have coffee okay (laughs) coffee is not something i cut out of my diet at all okay Um, I have it black. I sometimes have, if I'm feeling extra bougie, I get my soy latte. Um, <laughs> and if it fits in my macros, but, <laughs> um, so I do that. I have to work out. I have to have some sort of movement in the morning. I wake mm-hmm. up at four thirty every morning. I don't go to bed till 11. Um, through that time I get a minimum of four hours of activity. Uh, whether it be through yoga, walking, running, weightlifting, um, jujitsu, MMA, boxing, something, mm-hmm. um, I have to move because it just makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, it, and it's not, it, it used to be a very unhealthy relationship where I would earn my meals. Uh, and that's, you know, again, as I got older, it's, it's very unhealthy. It's right. borderline disorder. Um, and it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Uh, I just move because I love moving uh-huh. and I feel good doing it. And I, I have a lot of me time. Like that's when I have, when I go running, that's my time with God. Gotcha. And, um, you know, when I'm on my treadmill, I can listen to my podcast and I can educate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, you know, ADD that I can't focus on one thing. I, 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 pretty i'm pretty sure i'm illiterate because i i haven't read a book since college (laughs) i just listen to everything yeah yeah (laughs) but i mean think about it right yeah when's the last time i've read anything of substance (laughs) that's interesting to say that because that is true and i caught myself doing that a lot lately and what i decided to go do is i went to the goodwill um, thrift store because my nephew's in town he loves shopping at those um, stores mm-hmm. so i went with him and i went to look at books and i picked myself up a book called the simple things probably 1981 and so i started going, i bought it going okay. through it and i was like so these guys this arthur who wrote this is like a, a genius because everything we're doing now is things that he's reiterated back then it's just modern day 2018 people talking about his leadership. I was like, dude, this guy's brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I loved it. And it's only like 70, 80 pages long. That's including all the credits and all that. So, you know, shrink it down to about 65 pages. Nice. <laughs> nice. So what about you? What do you wake up in the morning and what's something you have to do? That's well, that's a good question. I get up around 4.30 as well. And my wife does too. And she goes to spin class. So a non-negotiable for me, if I'm able, is I have to work out. I have to do something to get my body moving. Like you, I had to have my coffee. I drink bulletproof coffee, so yeah. butter, okay. nice. brain octane, all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah, so I like it. That's how I take my coffee, and definitely have to work out and meditate. To you know, awesome. ten, fifteen minutes in the morning, maybe ten minutes before we go to bed. And that's the just thinking of not necessarily th- when you're meditating. When I meditate, it's not thinking about thinking about things I've gone throughout the day and what can I do better. It's just controlling my breathing. Like I got to be in tune with my breathing, in tune with my body. That's beautiful. So I like that. that's that's what my form of meditation is, along with my wife. So we've been going to study this meditation technique at the Buddhist temple. There's a, t- a monk from Los Angeles. He's come in and. He's teaching meditation techniques and practices and you can walk and do it or you can sit and do it. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's uh, my morning habits for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. then you, when you skip a day, is it more like 
do you beat yourself up or do you just accept it? Because I used to beat myself up. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. And uh, you so you know Nate Gomez? Do you, do you yeah. Know okay. So he always uses uses terms like you got to give your permission to win. You got to give your permission to do something. And so I did. I gave myself permission to say it's okay that I don't work out. So on Thursday mornings, I don't work out. That's the day I hang out with uh, my wife, Margie, and I'll cook her breakfast or something. And we just hang out and chat before we go to work. But, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I um, So for a long time, I wasn't able to give myself permission. It's like, mm -hmm. I have to do this. I have to meet these goals every day. Yeah. Um, and one day I, my dogs are my world. I don't have kids right now. Right. Um, so they're my substitute children for now, but <laughs> my dog rebel just looked at me with his big, dumb, beautiful lab eyes. Yeah. And it was a very cold morning. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my coffee. Because that's my non-negotiable. Yeah. And I'm going to sit and I'm going to pet my dogs and I'm going to yeah. spend time with them because that's awesome. they deserve it. Yep. And so like you, I decided to start allowing myself. Mm -hmm. So that's cool that like it's not only a struggle for me, it's mm -hmm. a struggle for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I totally agree. And so, yeah, just giving yourself permission to do that. I think it's it helps me a lot, too. And so, yeah. So let's talk about MMA, jiu-jitsu, and how did you get into MMA, and where do you train? Okay, so um, I got into um, combat sports mm -hmm. um, in college. I did a kickboxing class, uh, and then I started teaching. It was a cardio kickboxing class. Okay. And I am a sucker, a sucker for classes. So I got sucked into it. Um, so... Backtrack a little bit more. In high school, I got a full ride uh, for Notre Dame for academics, and um, wow. and I was a yeah, and I got a partial scholarship Dang. for being a thrower for track and field. So um, I was there for a year, and then I transferred back to UC Santa Cruz because uh, I'm a California girl, okay. and the Midwest was not for me at that right? time. <laughs> so uh, I. I went from being a D1 athlete to a D3 club sport athlete. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't join the track team at Santa Cruz. I joined a gym. And so I, that's when I started doing the cardio kickboxing and their self-defense martial art and uh, body pump and Zumba. And so I got certified and I taught classes and it was fun. It was a great three years. And then when I finished college, I was... 21 yeah 21 and I was like well what do I do now yeah so I'm working on a rig as a mud logger um well site geologist and uh, I was back at home in Bakersfield California and my buddy goes hey you can throw a punch right yeah I can throw a punch I did cardio kickboxing yeah. <laughs> I can throw a punch for an hour watch me he's like well why don't you go check out my buddy's gym and see if you you like you know, actual fighting. Yeah. All right. So, you know, after my my 12 hour shift, I drive an hour back home and I was like, all right, I'm going to look up this gym. And I walked in and they were like, yeah, you're great. Let's uh, let's get you training. Let's get you a fight. And wow. Yeah. So that was 20. 2012. No, I graduated 2011. I had my first fight 2012. And then um, I jumped around a couple gyms in California, and then I took two and a half, three years off mm -hmm. from fighting. And when I moved to um, to Oklahoma, I got back into it and I started fighting again. Um, so now my gym, I fight out of Oklahoma City, mm -hmm. uh, Oklahoma Martial Arts Academy, and um, I also my. Another team that I represent is Genesis MMA down mm -hmm. in Fort Worth, Texas. So you have to drive to Fort Worth. I drive down once a week for a couple hours of training. Yeah. And we do a lot of um, communicating uh, to get instruction on what I need to work on. Um, I It truly takes a village. Uh, I have girls all across here that uh, we get together on Sundays and 
we meet up at a gym and we punch each other in the face. Wow. <laughs> and it's great. It's, yeah. I think it's super rewarding. You never know, you know, what you're made of until you get put into these fight or flight situations. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I have my husband, my strength and conditioning coach. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of have our own gym. Because that's our priority right now. It's, yeah. it's bigger than our house and it's in our backyard. Nice. <laughs> we don't have that big of a yeah. house. So it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that's the the how I got into it. Um, I just walked into a gym. No fear. Wow. Try something new. Uh, that's the same with how I did my first century, how I did my first marathon, how I did my first ultra. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of do it. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, a practice for you then how long does it last an hour two hours and is that start to finish or is that warm-up included cool down stretching warm-up included um i gosh all right so typical day i wake up at 4 30 i start my workout by five i finish um by six or 6 30 depending on what i'm doing oh. um if i'm just if i feel lazy i will just walk and so i'll walk for an hour and a half if I want to run, I'll run for an hour. Um, and then I have to get ready to come to work, make it on time by seven o'clock. Um, at lunch, I take my hour lunch and every minute of that hour is spent moving. Yeah, um, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took a class or two. Yeah. And uh, after work, uh, I get off at five. I go home. We spend an hour prepping for the next day, mm -hmm. hanging out with the dogs, playing fetch. Um, if I am lifting, I lift three times a week. If I'm lifting, uh, it's only 15 minutes of prepping for the next day. And then I have to start lifting at around 530 mm -hmm. um, in order to finish my lifts before class uh, for jujitsu and MMA. And that's every day, Monday through Friday, yeah, every day for at least two hours. Um, we leave the house at six thirty. We usually don't get home till eight thirty, nine o'clock. Wow. Yeah, and Ooh. then Saturdays and Sundays um, are sparring days. So there's, <clears throat> excuse me, at least four hours of actual technique training yeah. and live sparring. But then there's supplemental things. Like my husband doesn't like that I run so much, but I really enjoy going out and doing 10 15 miles yeah like that makes me feel good so he's like all right well you can do that once a week <laughs> okay fine whatever so i'll go do that i'll try to do that if i can you know depending on how life is yeah um i love yoga mm -hmm. i try to squeeze that in if i can 15 minutes here there um i go to the studio here yoga at tiffany's who yeah. they're actually one of my sponsors and they I, like I just love them every single one I can walk into any class and know that it's going to be a good class yeah so I try to get in there as much as I can um I used to go in every day now I'm lucky if I can make it once or twice a week mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just because that's it's my training schedule yeah um if I'm not prepping for a fight then I'm a little bit more relaxed um I'll train five hours instead of what did I say? 10, 20? <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of hours. A lot of hours. That, speaking of yoga at Tiffany's, my wife and I, we went to the one when it was in Norman and we did hot yeah. yoga. And it, it was actually super legit. And yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I love it. Um, I never went down to the Norman one or mm -hmm. I haven't gone down there yet because it's just so far. Oh, yeah. Um, and I actually just live down the street and I've, I've been to a couple different studios and, um, I really enjoy hot yoga, mm -hmm. really, really enjoy sweating, yeah. which is really gross. And I'm sorry for the listeners if that's TMI, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and I think that that studio or the studio up here in Oklahoma city is the hottest studio that I've been to wow. in Oklahoma. So I, I get really excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll try that. Yeah, okay. yeah. You should try it out. Yeah. Your first fight, were you nervous? Um. Okay. So the only reason I was nervous was because I didn't want to fight a mom. A mom? Yes. Oh, the fighter. You, your opponent was a mom. Yeah. Is a mom. Okay. Is a mom. She is a mom. Um, and uh, 
it's because I think moms have like this weird mom strength. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, actually, <laughs> my very first fight was kind of a weird situation. So, um, I had I was under a really weird team, and I didn't really have a manager. Like it was my coach that was my manager. Um, so I didn't know it was a pro fight oh. until they locked me in that cage and they go, Hey, by the way, this is a pro fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, it was a pro fight. Okay. I, I, I mean, I didn't know what that meant. And, um, my first fight was against Marion Renault, who is currently the top, one of the top five in the Bantam division in the UFC. Oh man. She's a contender for the belt. Um, amazing woman. Love her to pieces. Um, and so it's, it's kind of cool. It's like, I'm good luck, Chuck. Like yeah. you, you fight me, you go into the UFC, although I don't get into the UFC. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So I didn't know it was a pro fight. Um, afterwards we got fight of the night. Uh, it went three rounds. I was completely cool the whole time. There's a photo of her getting, I didn't have any jujitsu experience. It was all judo experience. Okay. And I had six months of fighting under my belt of training yeah so i was not prepared and it was a really weird situation um there's a photo of this woman of marion uh in a full extended arm bar and i was laughing and i laughed and like just out of sheer grit just pulled myself out of it and my elbow was going the completely wrong direction it was horrible um i didn't tear any ligaments it was just a hyperextension it was swollen for about a month but i was completely fine (laughs) i just laughed it off came around started punching her in the face uh that was the first round and um i've watched the video since like my kicks were horrible i couldn't throw a right cross because my arm had been Uh hyperextended and it was just it was it was weird. Um, afterwards, we got fight of the night, and they're like, "Hey, did you get your bonus money?" And I'm like, "I didn't even know I got paid." Yeah, it's a pro fight, and so my coach actually made off with the money, and so yeah, that was uh, that's why I jumped around teams a little bit in oh, uh, in Bakersfield. But I found a a great home there um, under Eric Nolan and uh, Matt Baker for jujitsu, mm-hmm. but. So that's besides the point. Getting back to it, I uh, I don't get nervous. I don't mm-hmm. really get nervous. I have a lot of confidence, not in myself, but in my coaches yeah. preparing me for this. That's important. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. That's a mental thing you're talking about. Yep. That's yeah. a mental thing. So I trust them. Yeah. And I am basically just the amalgamation of their efforts. Yeah. And so I just soak it all in. Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. We talk about trust all the time and people are like, oh, well, I got these standards and goals. I was like, okay, well, how do I get there if I don't trust you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Similar to what you're talking about. Like, how yeah. am I going to win these bouts, matches? I can't trust you to get me there. Yeah. yeah. And I have to trust them, especially when they're yelling at me. Like, if they see something yeah. that's going on, like, I have to trust them that they have their, they want me to win, right? That's mm-hmm. why they're there. Um, I have to trust them to instruct me to be in the right position yeah. and they know my body. They see me, they see how hard I work and they know what I'm capable of. Right. Even when I don't believe it. Yeah. So I have to trust them to tell me to, to do the right things. Yeah. Yeah. So that was your first fight and your most fight. recent fight happened a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Take us listeners through that day in the morning you, you got up. And you're like, dude, it's go time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the morning of, I usually run. I, I I like to run about an hour. Um, again, my husband doesn't like me running, so I'll run really slow mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for about an hour just to get my mind right, just to have my time with God and um, have a good meal. You know, eat a lot. <laughs> um. Go to yoga if I'm in uh, Oklahoma, or I'll just do it on my own. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's actually it's really relaxed. Uh, we have to get there really early, and at, at my last fight, I was uh, the 
the headlining fight. So mm-hmm. we waited right. a long time. Yeah. So just leading up to it, it's more tiring than anything else. I'm sitting in the back, like taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just waiting for these fights to get over with. Um, luckily, my last fight was the first time I'd ever got to share the stage with my teammates. Mm-hmm. I'd never fought with any of my teammates on the same card. So that was really cool. I didn't only just get one or two. I got three. So wow. Three teammates fighting on the same card. Yeah. Um, it was it, That was amazing and so much fun. And... I'm I'm really looking forward to being on this next card because I'm kind of in the middle, so I can still enjoy watching the rest of the fights, you know, yeah. and I don't have to rush out of there or anything. Yeah, and we're gonna get the information here in a little bit yeah. towards the end of this podcast. <clears throat> so, is the 25th of August, I think, of this year? Yeah, right for that, this last fight. for this last fight that you had, and this he says a long wait because you're the last fight, mm-hmm. and this is this moment, you know. This, that it's you versus maybe your opponent. It's probably you versus yourself yeah. to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how I feel like competitors, athletes do. You know, people who compete, they compete against themselves, no one else. Right. So when you put the, the gloves on, the tape on, what's going through your mind for this fight? I just think of how proud my dad would be. Yeah. Honestly, um, my dad never got to see me fight. Uh, I walk out with his hat so I can have him ringside. Yeah. Um, sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> I get I get choked up thinking about it just because um, just because I do, and um, I think of I think of just the people that um, that invest their time mm-hmm. into my dream. Yeah. <laughs> sorry no it's all right so it's um it's cool i just i i get so happy and thankful for them and just being surrounded by by people that love and care for me yeah well i i sitting across from me i'm very thankful that you're in here doing this podcast and a lot of people will be inspired by this you know, and you're, you are, we we'll go back to this about an hour ago, that you are an inspiration to a lot of people. Thank you. And when they look at you, they're like, oh man, she's so nice. She's so positive. She, <laughs> it, but it's true. Right. And you're thinking about your, you know, your father and all the friends that surround you. And when I'm in here, I'm thinking about, man, I'm so fortunate to be <laughs> in your presence as well. And I guarantee everyone that works with you, I think the same thing. Thank you. About you. So I just was curious about, you know, your, your mindset going into that. And I didn't know if it's like win or lose, I'm here or, you know, I'm, I'm going in this 110%. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I do go in there. I do get excited and, you know, I, I like to play things out, uh, but I don't, so it's really funny because like earlier I said, I like to plan things out and I mm. like to know how things go. But yep. um, when you get in that cage, you can have a plan, but that plan goes right out the window exactly. when, yeah. when you get hit in the face. So um, I don't know. I just live the moment. Yeah. I just get excited and happy and thankful. Yeah. When the match or I guess is, a, is it a bout or a fight? What do you guys? A fight. Fight. So when... You got the victory and the referee lifts your, you know, hand in the air. What's the feeling like? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's uh, it's amazing. It's yeah. exhilarating. It's um, it's just it's wonderful. And just hearing the crowd, just like everyone, really embrace them. Just the moment, yeah. Like it's it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh well, yeah you can definitely tell <laughs> we all love it yeah we all like it because in the in the guys locker room we we talked about your fight mm-hmm. and before that day everyone was like hey are we are you guys going who's going and then after that weekend they're like oh man she won like that's awesome and so i mean it, it gets around yeah and it's really awesome to hear you know it's really super special that you got a lot of support 
on this campus, it's, let alone on the so it's super cool because I so um when I got my finger kicked off um yeah <laughs> I uh the very next Monday so I got it kicked off on a Friday had surgery Saturday mm. I was working out Sunday Monday I came here and I went running and I was out running in Nichols Hills and I came back and I was at the stoplight and um Doug was running too mm. pulls me to the side hey how are you doing how's your finger and I'm like you know about my fight? Doug Lawler <laughs> knows about my fight. He's yeah. asking me questions and I unwrapped yeah. it. I'm like, you want to look at it? <laughs> and, um, oh, man. you know, it was just super cool because even he goes, you know, uh, I, I heard about it. I watched it and, you know, uh, you'll get back in there and you're going to do great. And yeah. I just think it's super cool to to have that kind of support, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And Mr. Lawler, he's just like one of us. He's a human yeah. being too. Yeah. So man, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Fun. But yeah, it's a it's a great feeling. And I love that I can radiate it so other people can feel it too. Because yep. that's what I want. I want them to share the emotion in the moment. Because I didn't do this by myself. Right. I did it with the support of everyone else. Right. So I just want to share that moment and I just <sighs> Yeah. I like it. How does uh, Julia contribute to society? I make everyone happy. <laughs> yeah? You do? How do you do that? Just radiate positivity. Hebrews 6. Man, you got that Tenth down. Long. Yeah. I need to memorize it. That's a hard part, memorizing. <laughs> you got the gist. I get it. <laughs> wow. Is there uh, Are there any moments that you'd want to share with our listeners that lead you down a certain path? Maybe MMA oh, or maybe. So marriage. I thought about this a lot. So defining moments. I th I tried to sit and think about one specific moment. And um, I think I told you this prior to this, but I, I can't. I can't sit and think about any one specific moment. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've said this before uh, on a different interview. Um, I have every reason to be a failure. I have every reason to be an outcast and to not do well. Um, I come from a broken home. I was kicked out as a teenager. I was misunderstood from my family. I had no support in my endeavors, whether it be educational um, or uh, athletic. Uh, and. I've had my mental health issues. I've had substance abuse issues. It's, I've had every reason to fail. And I don't because there's been small moments in my life that have added up because people believed in me mm -hmm. and because people took time out of their day to, to help. And so I, I don't want to be someone's defining moment. I want someone to look back at a time when we had an interaction and got inspired yeah by by my story by me by something mm -hmm. um and that's all i want to do so yeah. i don't necessarily have a defining moment i think my life is going to be in the grand scheme of things a defining moment yeah for someone else yeah. and that's what i want I was just thinking about that as you're saying. So you're just basically you're taking on this life and you're defining this life by how you're living and how you attack mm -hmm. things, obstacles. I've heard someone say this before. I might misquote it. I'll paraphrase it. But they, it, it's saying that failure is like a fertilizer. So how do you use that fertilizer? Mm -hmm. Right. So it kind of reminds me of you. You're talking about these failures or quote unquote failures. You're you're inspiring. You're inspiring person. <laughs> that is for sure. I try. Yeah. How do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as the the girl who never gave up. Man. And I say girl because I am in a state of like arrested development. Like I don't think I'm ever gonna grow up. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's fine. I don't take myself seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone should. I mean, I have a giant panda tattoo on my thigh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to be remembered 
as a girl who never gave up. I love it. So how do we get in touch with you? So I am on all of the social media platforms. Um, LinkedIn. <laughs> no, What's your, how um, do we get all the LinkedIn? What's your LinkedIn ID or how? Oh what is gosh, that? I, no, that's just okay. my professional one. It's, <laughs> I think I need to update it. No, um, so I'm on Instagram at Raging Panda MMA. Um, my Twitter handle, I I think, is the same at Raging Panda MMA. Um, you can find me on Facebook mm-hmm. under uh, Julia the Raging Panda or Avila. Yeah, so that's my fighter page. Um, I'm allowed a lot more friends on that. So if you want to follow me, I just usually just duplicate whatever's on my personal. Um, my, uh, you can also find me on my personal Facebook, but that might be limited mm-hmm. um, to subscribers or whatever. Or you can right. follow me on there. But um, yeah, I will be having my next fight um, November 16th of this year. Um, so in five weeks as of today. Yeah. And I'm getting ready. That's going to be on the UFC Fight Pass as well. So you can sign up for like a week for free or something like that and watch it on there. Um, It'll be aired live. I'm going to be the fifth fight of the night. Uh, I'm going to hide my fingers (laughs) so they don't get kicked off again. (laughs) Um, And it's going to be against Alexa Connors, who is a stud athlete in her own right. And Uh I'm really excited. She's from a great camp based out of Vegas. Okay. And be great and hopefully it's a a defining moment (laughs) there we go where is this going to be this is going to be here in shawnee oklahoma at fire lake casino or fire lake arena okay uh so the same venue that it was at uh, at that my last fight was at Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm really looking forward to it and please uh like share and subscribe um to the defining moments podcast (laughs) Thank and you. if you aren't already, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've <laughs> probably stumbled upon it. But it's it's a great podcast, and um, they've shown a lot of love and support for my endeavors. And uh, thank you. I love listening to this. So. Oh, we appreciate it. Marty, my wife does an amazing job. So, she, does. Yeah. she does. And the guests, their stories, your story. Wow. <laughs> Last question. Yes. What's a path forward for you as married life, as a fighter? Okay, so I had a hashtag, and um, my family is really pushing for this, but they're very understanding. So hashtag uh, Baby Bear twenty nineteen. I really want to be a mom. Okay. <laughs> so Baby Bear. Yeah. Um, that's uh, above anything else. That's my goal in life is to be a mom. Okay. Um, but we are holding off just so uh, we can see this through. Yeah. Um, I want to get as far as God wants me to in MMA and in um, this career path. Yeah. Uh, I am first and foremost a scientist, so yeah. I'm going to keep this career. I like my professional career. That's right. what I got my degree in. But mm-hmm. um, we'll see uh, how long I can juggle both. I love it. This I just thought of this. So when you do have children, mm-hmm. are you going to fight again? We'll see. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I am saying no, but um, everyone around me is like, no, you're going to fight. You're going to find a way to, to fight. You're going to do like fight babies or something. Just because I'm, I'm, uh, I have that drive in me. That's yeah. that like, I just have that fire in me to compete. So I think, um, I'm saying no, but I I might do jujitsu competitions, gotcha. which are a little less intensive. There's yeah. a lot of weight classes, so yeah. um, depending on where I'm at and that that point in in my life. But um, as far as MMA goes, I would be okay hanging up the gloves, but we'll see. Um, also, Baby Bear 2019 may not come to fruition. It might be like 2020 or 2021. That's fair. Yeah. I was just asking because I'm curious when you do have kids and you get back in the ring, you're going to be that person that some other person is going to fight on your first fight Mm -hmm. when you fought that mom. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, there are a lot of moms that that do fight um, that get back into it, but they also are full time athletes. And I am a full time athlete and scientist, Mm -hmm. and I would be a full time mom as well. Like, I would wear that 
I, I would have that much more stress and I don't think yeah. that would be fair for my family. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, I, I'm still young. Yeah. I, I can hold off for a couple more years. Right on. Here's a plug for your jujitsu. Where do you train? Oklahoma Martial Arts Academy up okay. in Edmond, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, we have a free women's class on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Um, I run that class from time to time, and my coach, uh, Janie Meadows, she runs it. Um, our head coach is Seth Norman, who's a black belt under Robert Drysdale. Wow. Um, the only Zenith affiliate in Oklahoma, in the state of Oklahoma. So um, he was recently inducted into the Martial Arts um, Hall of Fame, which was really, really cool. Wow. Uh, yeah, I can't speak enough about this school and what these people have done for me. That's so, fantastic. It's really cool. And I what you've it. done for them, too. I I mean, I'm just a face. Yeah. I, they, it's, it's really like all their skill and everything just thrown at me, and I just try to be a sponge and yeah. absorb it all. Well, Julia, once again, you are an inspiration to me, to everyone that works out with you, fought against, works with you in your professional life. Um, I'm truly honored to have done this interview with you. Thank you so much for taking your time yeah. and be safe on your travels to Fort Worth to train and then all the best in your match. Thank you so upcoming much. Upcoming match. And Mark and I will try to make that one for sure. Yes, awesome. Uh, all right. All right. Thank you. Bye guys. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at DefMomentsPod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.